attention to the book of Acts chapter 1. And I'm going to read verse 6. Begin with chapter 1 and verse 6. It said, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Verse 8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I want to bring to you this morning what Jesus wants you to know and have. This is what he wants you to know and what he wants you to have. Here we have a a good insight, we are given a good insight into Jesus dealing with the last few moments visibly on earth. He has been crucified and the spirit withdrew from that body and the body was left hanging on the cross until Joseph of Arimathea came and they he had talked to the authorities, and they had given him the body of Jesus Christ, and they took that lifeless body. But let me tell you, the spirit that left that body was very much alive. 
For we serve a living God, and God cannot die, okay? So the spirit withdrew and left the body dead. And three days later, that living spirit re-entered that body and raised it up from the dead and allowed that body alive then to be shown to many in that day and that time at that moment. And it was infallible proofs that were given that he was truly alive, that he had died, but that he had risen again. And now he is showing them and telling them and instructing them in these last few moments before his living self was going to ascend up into heaven. And they would no longer behold that, that risen Christ in bodily form because he was going to ascend up to heaven. And that the heavens would retain him until the restitution of all things. And so the Bible teaches that here uh, in the book of Acts, and it is commonly believed that uh, and validated that the writer Luke, who gave us the gospel according to Luke, also gave to us the book of Acts. And he was part historian, you might say, and he was able to chronicle a lot of things. And as he began to continue writing and being inspired to put down the acts of the apostles, or in other words, the Spirit of the Lord working through the church, confirming the Word, and even giving to us the birth of the church, giving to us that information. How that the church, the body of Christ, was being coming into, a, into birth, was being sent to the second chapter of the book, of, first and second chapter of the book of Acts, gives to you them going from the Mount of Olives, and down to Jerusalem. And there they were told with, that, with no uncertain terms, nothing vague, very specific. You are to go and bring repentance and remission of sins and be preached in the name of Jesus Christ to all nations, and that you are to go and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This, you're to wait for that promise. And that's what we have to learn to do is wait on God's promise. We have to learn about that promise, the most important promise. There are things that God will do, and there are things that he will promise to do. But above them all is this great gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of his Holy Spirit being sent into our believing hearts, our minds. And as his Spirit is sent forth into our hearts, then as we're believing what he's doing, we then begin to speak forth and confess Jesus Christ with our mouth as he gives us the ability to speak. It is not going to be we ourselves, but it is going to be the Spirit of the Lord using us to speak forth and to praise him and magnify him. And everybody said amen. amen. God is thoroughly in control here, and you and I need to yield to his control. We need to allow him to have control here. We don't want to fight him. We don't want to resist him. We don't want to be contrary to him. And we don't want to allow the enemy to place doubt and fear and unbelief in our minds as God is trying to give us what we need. He's trying to make us know what's important. Give us that knowledge and allow us to experience it also. Not just tell us about it, 
but give it to us to where we experience it. Everybody said amen. amen. <clears throat> and so here Jesus is giving these last-minute instructions. And as the writer said, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So right up to the last split second, here we have these many infallible proofs. He is showing them that he is alive and that he has uh, the keys of hell and of death, that he has the victory here. And in spite of all the critics and people saying things and slanderous things and rumors about him, <clears throat> right in the middle of it all, he arises from the dead. And he begins to show himself with many infallible proofs. What a great and mighty time and miracle that took place in those times. But you know what? We, can't, we couldn't all be alive in those times. But we are here and we have now. And I'm trying to tell you that he didn't leave this thing lacking. He had a great plan and he set that plan in motion here. And as they were given right up to the last second with the infallible proofs, now he's getting ready to ascend up to heaven. And he's giving them these very last words, okay? And he tells them, listen to it closely. It said, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, talking about what really matters. Some people are just all the time talking, but they're not talking about anything that matters. Kind of like one fellow said when somebody got done saying a bunch of, da, 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 he said, so? <laughs> Big deal, you know. Let's talk about something that counts. Let's talk about something that matters. Let's talk about things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. amen. It's the things that concern him that we should get concerned about, okay? We don't want to uh, be about things that don't matter. We don't want to spin our wheels and spend our lives and watch the, the days and the weeks and the months and the years go by about frittering, frittering away life, frittering away everything that just over things that don't matter. It's the things that have eternal value. There is a life beyond this life. And everybody said amen. This life is going to have an end to it. This life, the Bible teaches that we have at the end of it uh, an appointment. Right? We're, we're appointed unto, unto the, an end, and then we're going to face God. You can get things taken care of now. You can get your business in order now. There's going to be an accounting. There's going to be a reckoning. There's going to be a judgment. But you can take care of your part of that now. Much better to get it all in order now. Again, it is written, let everything to be done decently and in order. So I want to get my business in order. I want to get it all right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Have the opportunity to do that. Uh, you have the opportunity to do that, too. Isn't it nice that he cares about all of us? That God, his spirit, so loved the world. He didn't leave anybody out. He didn't leave any race out. He didn't leave any nationality out. He didn't leave any language out. He didn't leave any people out. He cares about everybody. 
and you can be rest assured about his uh, motives. When he does something, he does it for our good. And everybody said amen. amen. Give God a big hand. Thank God. All right. Now that you've given him a good hand, use your hand to turn your phone off, and that will be greatly appreciated. I know you probably forgot, and that happens. God bless you. And if you're not hearing your phone, well, that's because you probably have a hearing aid, and I don't. And I hear it. So you turn your hearing aid up and catch that and turn it off, okay? All right. God bless you. <laughs> All right. So listen to what it said. And being assembled together, that's after he gives them these proofs, being assembled together with them, he, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. He said, but wait for the promise of the Spirit, which saith he, you have heard of me. Now here's something they were told about, something important, something of the greatest importance. And he's telling them, don't let it slip past your finger. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. But get a hearing ear. Pay attention. I'm talking to you. I'm telling you something that is of the utmost importance. So he's saying, sit up a little straighter. Get these th other things off your mind, these things that don't matter. And get your mind on what I'm telling you. All right. So now, look what he says. He said, for John, truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days since. There's a great beginning coming. There's a great event about to take place. It's, it's not going to be... Uh, advertised, if you please, on television. It's not going to be trumpeted in the newspapers. It's not going to be something for the world, shall we say. But this is going to be for those that really want to know. This is going to be for those that show that they have a heart that wants what I've got for them. While it's generally available to everybody, not everybody's going to care. Not everybody's going to react. Not everybody's going to respond. Not everybody's going to drop what they're doing mentally and say, forget all that junk. Let's, let me get this. Let me know this. Let me listen to what he's saying. Let, let this not go over my head. Let me not be in a, a drug-induced stupor. Let me not be drunk. You know, I asked one of the girls that, uh, and guy, uh, one of the boys, little brother and sister that we picked up, and there was somebody sitting there uh, when we came to pick them up. And, and the person it looked very sick to me, just didn't look right. And I, I, I asked, I said, who was that? And they said, oh, she's drunk. And this person seemed to be less than 25 years old. And it was very, you know, it was what, 5.30 in the afternoon. And it was a, a very sad thing to see a young life being wasted away for what? for a false feeling. Let me tell you, the feeling that we all want to live for is the one that accompanies getting the promise of the Father, the promise of the Spirit, known as the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he says, and you're, you're going to get this, he said, not many days hence. This is fixing to kick off. This is fixing to happen. This is the event of the age. And there are many people that are going to close their eyes and shut down their ears and their five senses to it. They're going to turn away from it and go in a different direction. And they did in that time. Above 380 went the other way, said we got other things to do. But about 120, they said, oh, no, we're going to do what you said. 
We're going to go in the direction you tell us. We realize what you're saying is of the utmost importance and nothing else matters. This is what matters. We're going to focus our attention and our strength on this. Everybody said amen. amen. All right. So, he, he said, John truly baptized with water, and that is a necessary thing. He, he came to preach the baptism for remission of sins, and John only was given so much. John was operating under the law that came by Moses, was handed down from Moses. But now we're into, into the time known as grace and truth that came by Jesus Christ. And as John the baptizer said, he's greater than me. He said, uh, I need to subject myself to him. I need to get less of me and more of him. John acknowledged that. John made that known. God, he, he made that crystal clear to anybody that would listen to him. I've got a job to do. I'm paving the way for his coming. And he said, behold, there he is, coming over the hell. The Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Come on and get with the program. Get with the plan. Start looking at this thing in the right light. So people did. People did. And you can too. You know, when I first was talked to, witnessed to, about this truth, I didn't know anything. I'd never read the Bible. I didn't have a clue about anything. But I'd been doing my thing out in the, the world. I dabbled in drugs and alcohol. And I'd, I'd just given myself to playfulness and recreation and childishness, chasing all kinds of things that kept my mind and my heart all tied up, going in all different crazy directions, and never amounting to anything, never really uh, accomplishing anything of any importance. But you know, it was a great day when the Lord was so kind to put a witness in my path. Uh, not somebody that goes around with a green book, a blue book, a purple book, and a red book, you know. Somebody that just works for an organization and does their own man-made things. But that's somebody that brought me the book, the Word of God, chapter and verse, subject matter. And that I could ask a question and be shown, here's the subject, here's the chapter and verse. You read it for yourself. And so I begin to read that good Word of God. And in reading that good Word of God, I just read myself right under conviction. I got very feeling very guilty about the way I was living, the things I was doing. And I said, I got, to, I got to have a change here. And the grace of God, the blessing of His love and His mercy came flooding into my life and gave me the opportunity to repent of my sins, and I did, and to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water, and I was, and then to receive the beautiful free gift of the Holy Ghost, which I experienced, and thank God for it. Amen and amen. All right. And so, as Jesus told them, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, now here's what shows their heart. Here's what shows what they're thinking about, okay? He said, they said unto him, wilt thou at this time, restore again the kingdom to Israel? That's what they were thinking about. They were thinking about earthly things. They were thinking about being the big dog on the street corner, you know. They were thinking about being the, 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 the big country and the strong country and the ruling power and having their way about so many things. They were thinking about earthly respect 
people uh, paying respect to them down here. And, and Jesus, listen to how he answers them. He said unto them, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Spirit hath put in his own power. But you shall receive power. And now if you want to talk about power, he said, I'm going to help you to know about real power. Not, not earthly power. Not what the devil says. All, all the kingdoms of this world I can give to you. The glory of them. He said, I have power to do that. But that's not the real power. That's not what you need. That only appertains to this life. Not going to do you any good when you go for that appointment and when you're going to face the judge in judgment if you don't obey this. You, if you do obey this, then you're not going to have to give an answer because it'll all be given ahead of time. The bill will all be taken care of ahead of time. Everything will be done ahead of time. And so when you present, get yourself presented, simply going to be names here, all taken care of, papers are in order, moving on, who's next? <laughs> going to be great. Go to the head of the line, go to the head of the class. Come on now, how wonderful that's going to be that all it shows, all your debt has been settled just like when the death angel showed up at the house and said, whoa, we got the blood over that doorpost. We're not going in there. Moving on, moving right along here. Boy, whoo, thank God had that blood. Yes, thank God when you get baptized in Jesus' name, in water, because that's where the blood is at. That's where the blood is at. Amen. Amen. You'll be glad that you had faith in that name. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that that fella that came out of those catacombs, came out of those, that maze of confusion, wandering all about, cutting himself on rocks, sharp, sharp rocks, and injuring himself, self-imposed. You know, you could always say the other guy did it when really to you, when really you did it to yourself and you begin to take some responsibility. And, and he, came, he came out of those catacombs, out of that maze of confusion, wandering into one dead end after another of life. And he began to feel that he should go towards the water's edge. And he began to go in that direction. And the, and the closer he got to it, the more he began, began to gain momentum. He started to run. And there, somebody stepped out of a boat. And when the person who stepped out of the boat stepped up on the shore, this man came and fell at his feet and began to beg for mercy. Oh, friend, I need help. I need help. And Jesus asked him and said, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legions, for we are many. I got many bad spirits about me. My life is a mess. I don't have one problem. I got many problems. I got more problems than I got fingers and toes. I got problems. It's beyond beyond uh, me to count and calculate on a calculator even. I just have so much problem in my life. And it, I'm sure that, that I could say that Jesus would look at him saying, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right one. Matter of fact, I'm not here by accident. You're not here today by accident. Jesus Christ said, you come, and where two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, I'm going to be right there in the middle. Um, he's a church-going God. He's here to help you. He's here to do for you what you need done. He's looking for you to get your mind on him. And everybody said amen. Come on and give him a big hand. Thank God.
I'm going to ask you at this time to try to scoot a little bit because we have quite a little group coming in here in the back. We want to make them feel welcome and easy to get to a seat, okay? All right. We love you. We appreciate you. He's so cooperative. We'll make it easy for, for children to get to Sunday school and easy for people to come sit and be in God's house. All right. I'm talking to you about what Jesus wants you to know and experience, okay? He wants you to know this. He wants you to experience this. There are so many things that the enemy would like to fill your heart, your mind with, and get you all, shall I say, all the Twitter? Oh, brother, that means something more today, doesn't it? That's right. People out there Twittering a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of silly nonsense, and people getting their minds all tied up, whether it's Facebook or Spacebook or Twittering, or there's another name for one of them. I forgot it already, but it's the same thing, just a different name. And just keeping people's minds distracted, keeping them going about and all uh, involved and confused about so many things. What would it say in one place? That careful and troubled about many things. But he said, one thing is needful. There's just really one thing that we need to know. And we'll get, you know, if there's any other good that we need to be about later on, well, we'll get that. But we don't need that first. That's not the priority. What's first is, I need to know what the Lord says I need to know. And what the Lord is telling you, he's telling you, don't ask me about down here. Don't ask me about the kingdom down here. Don't ask me about you being a big kid on the block down here. He said, rather, you should ask me that you're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You're going to have power over your enemy, power over the devil, power over sin, power over your own human spirit, that you're going to be free from the things that bind you things that are destroying you. Everybody said amen. amen. All right. So he said, but you shall receive power. He, he redirected them. They were so off course. They were absolutely going in the wrong direction. Okay? I guess they needed a little GPS help, right? Is that God positioning service? Okay? And God just wanted to position them in the right place. And he began to tell them, you don't worry about that. You don't worry about what the Spirit has put in his own power. You don't worry about that part of his plan. You don't get so worried. You know, there are so many things in life that the Bible teaches that some of the end time signs would be built around men's hearts, failing them for fear of looking after the things which are coming upon this generation and this world. I'm telling you that you, you can get yourself in a mess. You can, you can hurt your health. You can get your mind so distracted. And you can be feeling pulled apart at the seams because you're all about the wrong things. You're worried about so many things that don't need careful and troubled about so many things that are uh, weighed down and should be weighed down the priority scale here. And you've got to get your mind on the most important thing. Here's what God wants you to know. He wants you to know, the Bible said it very plainly, that he commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Okay? He sends John the baptizer to pave the way, telling people to repent and believe the gospel, believe the good news 
Do you know that the, the news of ABC and CBS and CNN and all that other stuff, all those other letters, that's bad news, friend. That's sad news, friend. Don't you know that's what sells in this world? The gore and the hate and the violence, all of that is what sells newspapers and magazines and gossip. That's what sells. But I'm telling you what's going to help you is the good news, the gospel, that Jesus did die, he was buried, and he did rise again from the dead. Amen. Yes. Woo! Oh, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. You know, the Bible said, while Jesus spake these things, and while they beheld him, that he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, and they were, they were like, wow, what do we do now? You know, said two men stood by them in white apparel, and said unto them, Ye men, he said, Why stand you here gazing up in heaven? He said, This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come again in like manner, as you have seen him go into heaven. He said he's coming back. He's coming back. All right? He means exactly what he said. And we are closer to his return for the church than anybody ever has been before us, of course. And we're closer to because of the fulfillment of prophecies that your Bible gives you that were foretold that there would be the sign of his coming and then the sign of the end of the world. Oh, I'm telling you, things are shaping up and we're checking things off in the Bible that they've already happened. It's already fulfilled and it's bringing us down to the last few things that have to be fulfilled and Jesus will return for his church. He will return for his church invisibly. He will return for his church as a thief in the night, the scripture said. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. We which are alive and remain, those just like if we are sitting here and having church, for an example, and, and that time comes, then we will be caught up together with those that come out of the graves. And we will be with the Lord in the air forever. So shall we be, okay? It's not going to be for a day, a week, some little vacation. Oh, no, this is going to be for eternity. This is going to be world without end. This is going to be kiss your problems goodbye or wave them goodbye or kick them out or whatever you want to deal with it. But it's going to be left behind. All the cares of this life are going to be left behind. He said, behold, I make all things new. The former things are going to be passed away. Well, you got to experience that now. I'm trying to tell you in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit, you become a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. All things become new. Yes, all things become new. You've got to let go of the past. You've got to let the past bury its dead. We're going to bury it when we baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ because that's a burial. You're buried with Jesus Christ. We're going to bury that old sinful nature, that unbelieving nature. That nature that's causing you all the problems that you're having because Paul said, in my flesh dwells no good thing. So we're going we're gonna to deaden that flesh through repentance. We're going to tell God we are sorry and we're turning around, around and away from that lifestyle. We're going to turn from the street of this world and we're going to turn to the street of gold in the world to come. You hear me? We're going we're gonna to turn away from the gates of hell. That shall not prevail. And we're going to turn to the pearly gates that Jesus Christ has for his people. 
We're going to turn away from all of the hatred and the violence and the sin, the disease, the killing, the violence, the misery. We're going to turn away from all of that, and we're going to turn to our God, who is our healer, our protector. We're going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's going to be with us through everything. He said, Lo, I will not forsake you. I'm going to be right there. He's a God that will stick by you. He's going to stick by you when you're slipping and not sticking by Him. He's going to be right there. He's going to try to pull you out again. He's going to try to help you every step of the way. Amen. 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 So, you know, the Bible said as they stood there looking, watching him ascend up, this glorified body, which is a forerunner showing you what you're going to have. That you're not going to have a body that's full of aches and pains and problems. Right after the radio this morning, 15 minutes, 9.15 to 9.30, I got back in the car and I drove right up the street and made a right on the highway there and headed down to the hospital and had prayer with a woman that uh, had, been administered, uh, had been admitted to the hospital, uh, and she has a serious problem in her life right now. But you know what? And, they were, and as I stood there, they were, they were, the nurses were kind of getting her ready, and, and there was another room next door, of course, and I, I looked in there, and I saw the lady just laying there, and she, nobody was in there, so I said, well, might as well make good use of my time, and I might as well help somebody else. So I just stepped in there, and I, I told her I'd come to pray for her, and I wished her happy Mother's Day, and and I said, I'm going to try to make it a happy Mother's Day for you right now. And so we had prayer. And wound up, she knew somebody that used to come to our church before they moved away. And uh, we had a nice little chat, and we certainly had a good prayer. And I told her, well, I want you to get out of there and get baptized in Jesus' name and get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. And then I stepped back next door where the nurses were done and had prayer with that woman as she just wept and and her life is full of misery and pain. And I want to tell you, I know a God that can take care of all that misery and pain. And furthermore, I know my God's name. His name is Jesus Christ. I can call upon that name, and I can be saved. I can be delivered. I can be pulled out of the fire. I can be healed of my sicknesses. Amen. Amen. And so, here's what these faithful people did. These people that were paying attention. These people who, who said, i got to find out what it is I need to know so I can stand with men like the Apostle Paul who said, I know in whom I believe. Okay? And as Job said, I know I'm going to see my Redeemer. Okay? But you want to you get with people who really know. And they know because they've experienced this great experience. And everybody said amen. amen. All right. And so the Scripture teaches now that uh, as he was taken up from them into heaven and told that he's coming back in like manner. Uh, the same way you saw him leave and go is the same way he's going to come back. And listen to what, it, what this did to them hearing that word, okay, from those messengers, those heavenly angelic messengers, those that were standing right there, okay? And it said, then returned they unto Jerusalem. Why'd they do that? Because Jesus, in his last words, told them to go to church. He told them to go to the upper room of the church house in Jerusalem. And he told them that repentance and remission of sins, that is, full pardon and forgiveness of sins, was to be preached in his name. Everybody said Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay. 
Now you know the name of the Father, you know the name of the Son, and you know the name of the Holy Ghost. His name is Jesus Christ, okay? Those are just three titles for the same one God. And the one God said, my name is Jesus Christ. I'm giving you that name, that family name. I'm giving you that. So, then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Just a matter of steps, probably a half a mile or less, according to the standard. And when they were come in to this upper room, they went into an upper room, excuse me, when they came into this building, they came and went to the upper room, where abode, and began to name them. And it said there was about 120, okay? And in naming them, it also said that there was among them the women, and one of them was Mary, the mother of Jesus. She mothered that flesh. You know, the flesh didn't come from heaven on some chariot, okay? No, no it did not. The flesh came from the Spirit of the Lord saying, let there be. And that which was conceived in Mary was of his Holy Spirit. Okay? He spoke the word, just as he said, let there be light. And there was light. Okay? Well, on that particular moment, he said, let there be conception, and there was. Okay? And she, after the due course of nature, she brought forth that baby. She mothered that flesh. That's where the flesh came from, okay? Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It cannot inherit the heavenlies. That's why you must be born again. You've got to be getting ready for this new creature, this new creation, that you're going to be able to be changed, the book said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that you're going to put off this vile body, this body of death, the writer called it. And you're going to put on a heavenly body, an immortal body. You're going to put something on, friend, I'm going to tell you, it's always going to be the right weight. It's never going to hurt. It's never going to get old. Isn't that great? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm telling you, every day it goes by, it makes me look forward to it more. But, that, but now in this life, though this outward man perish, yet the Bible said the inward man is renewed day by day. So while my flesh gets weaker, my Holy Ghost can get stronger. And I just need to feed that good Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, this body of ours that gets so weak, so messed up, that's because we feed it wrong, don't we? We just, we just got to have our McDonald's. We got to have Mac and D's. You know? I know Jacob does. He's downstairs, but it's the truth. Amen. And, uh, you know, we just feel like we got to have this, and we've got to have that, and we've got to have the other, and we create our own problem, and I won't go into a nutrition lesson with you. I'm simply saying that's, that's the truth of the matter. We're usually pretty much putting something in there that's not good for us, and this old body is breaking down. But you know what? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost puts us on a diet for our inner man that makes it renewed and stronger every day. For man lives not by bread alone. You might want to say not by McDonald's. But he lives by that word of God, by every word that proceedeth forth from the mouth of God. You start putting that word of God into your heart, into your spiritual system, friend, and you begin to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And you begin to uh, get born. You know, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is not a one shot 
deal. Okay? There are, there's one baptism of the Holy Ghost, but there are many renewings of the Holy Ghost. And we are greatly encouraged to be renewed in the Holy Ghost time and again. And everybody said amen. Every time we come to the God's house, every prayer meeting, we can get renewed. Every time you talk to God and you pray, you can get renewed. You can experience this great presence of the Lord that gives you strength and victory and encouragement and helps you to resist the devil and to put him on the run. You don't need to be running. You put him on the run. Old Goliath standing there bellering and spewing out all his poisonous words and old David ran to him and ran to him in the name of the Lord. And, and, and the difference in the situation was Goliath looked so big and David looked so small. The problem was that Goliath wasn't seeing the big angel that was traveling along with David in that path towards him. And when David threw that stone, friend, I want you to know he took the giant down. And when you uh, operate in the spirit and you use the, the weapons of our warfare, which are mighty through the spirit, and, those, and that pulls down the stronghold of the enemy. We're not using guns. We're not using AK-47s or tanks or, or grenades or rocket launchers or anything else. We're not using any kind of physical weaponry. That's no good. David, they tried to give that to David. David said, I, I haven't even tried that or tested that or proved that. I, don't, I have no faith in that. He said, let me go show you what I got faith in. He said, God trained me up in the backside of the backside. And he said, and a bear came and I took care of him and took care of my sheep because of that. And he said, a lion came and I took care of him. I grabbed him and ripped him apart. And I'm going to take care of this guy too. You watch me do it in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to do it. Amen. Amen. Because God is going to get the glory. God is going to get the praise, and that's exactly where we want it to go. We want everything to be done unto the praise of His glory. And if you want to do everything unto the praise of His glory, then the first order of business is you repent, and then you get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the full pardon of all of your sins. And then you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's the born-again experience. Baptized in Jesus' name is being born again of water. Filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost is being born again of the Spirit. That is the new birth experience that Jesus said you must do. Okay? He said you must do. And everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right. So that's what the uh, about 120, including Mary, the mother of that flesh, did. They shook off everything else. They put everything else down and behind them. They ignored everything else. If you please, they got blinders on, and they said, strictly can see the path to the church house. Go into the upper room, because he told us to. Going to gather together there in his name, and we're going to praise him, and we're going to worship him, and we're going to receive this promise of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's stand together. God bless you. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. I'm going to tell you what. I'm glad to be in God's house and to know what I know. Because as I told you, I didn't always know it. I didn't always know it. But what a great day when God allowed me to know it. And it's a great day when you get to know it. When you're not just, what did Paul say in one place, beating against the air, just shadow boxing. You know, you can plumb wear yourself out shadow boxing, but you're never hitting anything. <laughs> you're not landing one shot at all. All right? You're just spinning your wheels. 
You can, you can play with religion. You're just shadow boxing. But you can get salvation, and then you're hitting the mark. And that's what Paul said, pressing toward the mark, the bullseye for the prize. And I want, you want that prize, believe me. You want this pearl of great price. You want Jesus Christ to baptize you with his Holy Spirit. And on this beautiful Mother's Day, well, make it a real good Mother's Day. Get the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus gave his mother the Holy Ghost. She was among that number in that upper room that was baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Give God a big hand. God love you. All right. Thank you. Oh, yeah.
Oh, 